Hello, welcome back to another episode. We're happy to have you. Before we get into today's episode, if we could just ask you to five-star review or leave however many stars you feel is appropriate, but we would ask that hopefully it's five stars. And if you can, a little review about our podcast, it really helps us grow. It helps us get more exposure and helps us continue to bring you more episodes. So if you appreciate what we're doing, then we would super appreciate a little five-star or a review about the podcast. And that's all the housekeeping for today's episode. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hello, welcome back to another episode here with my father. Hello, hello. Today, we're going to talk about fear. Fear is something that is, I would say, relevant in almost everyone's life. And the reason I wanted to talk about fear today was because we were having a conversation last week. Someone was describing a fear to you, and you said they were scared of uh, swimming in water. Specifically in dark water. Yeah, they were scared of swimming in dark water. And I remember you said, can I explain my perspective on where fears come from? And you had like a, you basically dropped what their fear was. And you went to this like much deeper explanation from where fear comes from. And I thought that would make a pretty interesting podcast episode just because I have fears, you have fears, everyone has fears. And so it's interesting to hear kind of like where they come from. So where do you want to start? Where's a good place? First of all, I would say that in my opinion, there are two forces in the world, fear and love. And we all struggle between the two forces. But let's start about make it simple. A lot of people have fears, all kinds of fears. In this case, it was a fear of swimming in dark water and not knowing what's underneath us. Yeah. Right? For someone that did have a similar fear, I had a fear of heights. I had a hard time crossing bridges. And I can explain it in all kinds of ways and try to make sense of it. You know, I was in a war. There was a bridge that blew up. There was a tank that went down the... Some traumatic experience. It was, a, it was a traumatic experience, so I can connect it to that. But I know that I had a fear of heights even before that. Mm. So that probably made it worse. So what does that mean to have a fear of swimming or fear of heights... Of people have fear of being in open spaces. People have fears of spiders, snakes, right? Exactly. Planes. Exactly. So deep down, the fear is of dying. Really, the fear is of the unknown of dying. Or vice versa. There's a fear of going crazy. I want to end up crazy. Mm. Those are the two biggest fears in the so world. So the two fears are either of dying, the unknown of dying, or of or, going crazy. Or going crazy, which is also kind of an unknown <laughs> of, of I'm losing my mind. Right. Yeah. Most people tell you, no, I'm not afraid of dying. I'm just afraid of swimming. I'm just afraid of the bridge. But what are you afraid of? So there's the fear of dying, being unknown and dying and disappearing and being completely in this void place is looking for some way to manifest itself in the world. And everybody that have a fear, it manifests in a different way. Mm. So for me, it was crossing the bridge. For that person I was talking, it was about swimming. Then there's a person that has a, afraid of being in the dark by themselves. Mm-hmm. Really, if you check deeply into the base of the sphere, what's in the core of it, it's a core of dying. Where is that coming from? Many times it's coming from our childhood. We had a parent or caretaker that didn't calm us down properly when we were in fear. Let's talk about a human baby. A human baby, in comparison to other animals, needs a lot of care. Most animals, of the, when, the, when a baby is born, they can function pretty well. They yeah, usually like, walk around. They're vulnerable, but they're, a little, but they're basically yeah. functioning. And a few weeks later, a few months later, they kind of like... The baby will die without his parents. So maybe in the beginning, uh, a few weeks, a few months, they need some care. And then they kind of go on their own. Baby dogs, you know, a few weeks into it, you can take them away. You mm-hmm. can give them to a family, six weeks, eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Humans? Years. Years, right? Years. You cannot leave a three-year-old alone in the forest. 
You cannot leave a three years old alone anywhere. Three years. And you still can't leave him alone. So baby humans are very vulnerable. Baby humans are really could die if they're left alone. So in our system, in our brain, there's a warning center for ourselves that if we're left alone, or very uncomfortable place, we're going to die. Survival. It's true. It's a true, it, it's, it's there for a good reason. Right. Because you will die. A baby, two-year-old baby, left for so many hours outdoors, in the sun, in the, in, in, in the um, elements, is going to die. We know that. Hmm. The feeling in the body of the baby is a true feeling. There's, the, it could die. What happens to us is that sometimes we have that feeling, the caretaker doesn't do a great job to help us through that feeling, doesn't teach us to self-regulate, and we can talk about that in a minute. And since we don't know how to self-regulate, in some way in our life, that we somehow brain caught on to, mm. like swimming in dark water, that fear will come back. So it, it fixated on dark water and deep water and on the lake. It fixated on the bridge. But what deeper underneath all that is, I'm going to die, it's I'm not survival safe. fear. So it's like this innate, instinctual survival fear that basically grabs on and manifests its way in this like reality that we live in. Correct. And looking for places to manifest it, because it's there and it wants to manifest itself. It wants to show up. And because we do have that fear. So people have, you know, one fear, two fears, several fears that, no, that I can't do. And when they get, even think about it, it, doesn't, it feels uncomfortable. Yeah, they, we see it in the movie, it feels right. uncomfortable. Uh, someone tells a story, it feels uncomfortable. They get near it, it feels, sometimes you don't even have to swim in the water. You get on the water edge and thinking about it's swimming, enough. it's already that feeling is in your bottom of the stomach. So it's alive. It's yeah. not good. Right? What about people with a lot of fears? Tons of fears. So those are people that had this experience I'm talking about, about not being self-regulated by, by, by a caretaker. They had those experiences happening a lot, and it wasn't resolved, and they never learned to do it. And they are in a very vulnerable place where the, their brain, their mind is trying to hold on, is trying to manifest that fear in, in many, many places. Mm. So let's go back to self-regulation. What is that? I think we spoke about it in previous podcasts, but it's always good to, to talk about it again. Baby's screaming in the room. It got scared of something. There was a big noise or it's cold or it's hungry or it just got really scared. Caretaker shows up in the middle of the night. Mom, dad, caretaker, grandparent shows up there, pick up the baby. What do we do with the baby? We put him on our chest, right? Mm-hmm. Puts his, his head on our shoulder or chest and we walk around with it or lay with it. And what does the baby feel? The heartbeat. The heartbeat of the baby right now is crazy. A lot of ecstasy, a lot of excitement, a lot of anxiety. Adrenaline. What does the baby hear? To doom, to doom, to doom. There's a synchronized things that happen between the hearts. You know, we know the heart is actually is charged up like it's electrical. There's the current, right? Current, right, running through it. The baby feels it. The baby doesn't even feel the heart. Away from the mother, away from the father. Yeah, like not even touching, right? Without touching. From like feet yeah, away. Like 20 feet away or something, they feel the heart. But especially when they put them, they get so close to it. So what's the message? Calm down. You're okay. This, we, Boom. Suck. Everything's okay. Boom. He's listening. He's learning. Okay. Oh, I'm okay. And the heart, right. the heart is synchronizing. Calming the whole system Calming down. Calming the whole system down. The blood's not flowing so much, so fast. Adrenaline is stopped running. Hormones cortisol. start getting, yeah. Exactly. We're getting this endorphine feeling of safety, right? And those are what, that's what gets released in the system. So the baby learns to calm itself down, 
calm myself down. How do I learn it? From my caretaker. Caretaker comes in, very anxious, have very anxious life, grew up in a very unsafe environment, feeling very unsafe about life, baby screaming, oh my God, are you okay? Mm-hmm. What's happening? Baby's mom is do, 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 mm-hmm. the same as, same as the baby. Baby's like, listen to the heart. Okay, what do I do now? So we can actually speed now? the baby's heart up maybe even more if the... Not teaching them to calm down. Taking them the other There's way. There's no self-regulation happening. No self-regulation happening. Baby lives, grows up more anxious. Mm-hmm. And then those fears are basically left on their own to like uh, perpetuate... And those fears needs to, like, we are very interesting as humans because we have this strong mind of ours. We need symbols. Human mind is a symbol. We need symbols all the time. This is how humanity progresses, by the way. We always had a symbol. We had the heroes, the stories, mm-hmm. of, the, the stories that we told about the heroes, stories we told about symbolizing certain things. Yeah. We're big in stories. That's how we, that's how we move. We're, that's social, how we, we're social animals. And we, we are inspire each other with stories and everything, yeah. right? So... The human mind needs to hold on to something to understand a concept. So when we are in that place of a fear, it needs to hold on to something because just the fear by itself running around, it doesn't make sense. that The mind can't grab it. So it's saying, it's too abstract. Oh, oh, fast car. I'll put, That's it here. It. I'll put it here. Exactly. Flying a plane. Flying a plane. Flying a plane is very scary because planes crash. Yeah. Yeah, what's 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 the percentage of plane plane crashing compared to a car accident? Doesn't matter. Tiny, right? Plane crash. I'm in the air. I can fall down. You see a movie a few times when you're young. Your mind's like, boom, that's it. We're putting it there. Exactly. You know, you go into water. Learning to swim is kind of scary. You think you're gonna drown. You finally do it. You can see the bottom. It feels good on the pool. Then they put you in dark water. I can't mm-hmm. see the bottom. There could be a well, this person a monster. With, this there. person with that fear had a traumatic experience with dark water growing up. So that would make sense that like that traumatic experience opened the door for like the subconscious to park all that fear in that spot, and then it grew. And I'm asking, is that the only fear? There's other fears in that, with that person because yeah. it could be other ones. What I'm trying to say here is that deep underneath all that is a very primal fear of dying that happened to a very young us mm. in a very very young age and it's manifesting itself as that fear that mm. mania and if we resolve the fear of dying and we learn to calm ourselves and self-regulate ourselves which is the job we need to do we can overcome those things so mm. the idea is to how do you teach your body how do you teach your mind to self-regulate mm. so if you can teach that and you self-regulate before you get in the water and you self-regulate as you swim in the water you actually can overcome a lot of those things and you have to come down that we have to face that place of fear of death hmm. and we're all going to die and this is inevitable and the thing is how do you how do you, how do you roll with that how's your life with that and that's a bigger question yeah i think the self-regulating piece to me makes more sense like i have i would say i have a strong meditation practice and to me like that breath work really calms my system down helps me feel more safe. We have an episode on the vagus nerve where you can do some like vagal tone regulating like humming or you know singing and there's ways where you can calm your system down. But the more abstract one is facing death. If you ask me now, am I scared of death? I'd probably say yeah, a little bit less than I was a few years ago. But I've had, knowing that, I've had a few things happen in the last like six months where I was like, whoa, could have died there. And I freaked out. <laughs> like I saw it in front of me and I freaked out. So how does someone confront fear? How do you try to overcome like a fear of dying, a fear of death? Okay, so this is a complicated but doable. My understanding of it is if you can expand your consciousness outside of yourself and realize what life is about and realize it's just an experience 
and realize it's temporary and accept it fully, you will have a different relationship with the end of you. Hmm. I would say even in a more practical way, if you live a life of fulfillment and you really live in your authentic self and really do things of you who you are and not for anybody else and knowing, know who you are and live according to that, you will live a very full life. When you live a full life, you're not afraid of dying. Hmm. When you don't, you always want to stay around here to finally feel it. And people that live a full life and feel very satisfied with their life are actually have a lot more to lose in a way, but they feel like they've experienced it. Yeah. They got it. They can let go. And they are living their life with this letting go and really fully experiencing it, knowing that it can be over any minute. Hmm. They actually are saying that a full life is really lived well when death is sitting on your shoulder. And how many times people almost died or got really sick and then they start to live? Yeah. And then they start to appreciate what they have. Right. right? Just walking in the park. Yeah. Being with my friend. Slowing down, being with family. It's so much fun just to be here. Not worrying so much at achieving. And we keep looking for that big thing that will finally it's make us make feel us good. Happy, yeah. And it's right there in front of us all the time. And just people wake up to that. Sometimes it's too late or sometimes it's just get thank God it happened. And they wake up to that and then they start living their life. Who's afraid of dying the most? Are people that do not live a full life. Hmm. People that don't fulfill their life. Hmm. They don't want to let go. Because maybe tomorrow I'll finally figure it out. Hmm. And when you're there and you figure it out, okay, you know, maybe it's the end. I got it. I had a good life. I'm willing to let it go. Okay, yeah. maybe it was only 45 years. Maybe it was 40. Maybe it was 70. Maybe 90. But you know what? I got it. And I really fully enjoyed it. So I'm willing to let it go. When you don't enjoy it, it's actually, it's kind of funny because if you don't enjoy it, why prolong it? Right. <laughs> but this is exactly who has a hard time letting go. Yeah. Wow. You just dropped some serious knowledge. I, I don't really know what to say. You caught fire there. Um, I think that's an incredible place to end this episode. Do you want to close out with any more notes on fear? Yeah, go look at your fears. Figure out where they come from. Work on them. And live a more full life so that the fear of dying will disappear and your life will become greater and fuller. It sounds easier than it is to do, but it's possible. Expand your consciousness, do meditation, find other ways to expand consciousness so that you realize that you're way bigger than your body. You are an energy experiencing life as humans and it's temporary, but it's beautiful and you should appreciate every moment of it. Mm. With the cherry on top. Thanks, Pops. That was good. There we go. Mic drop. drop. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you guys next week.